Hello. What? Hello. Hello. No. Hello. Howdy. No. Hello. Mahalo. <laughs> hello. No. Hello. Let's do that again. Ready? Hey, this is a podcast by adults who use adult language. And occasionally drink adult beverages. While using adult language. In all caps, radio hour with your host, Mookie, and the little one. Welcome back. Hi. I think we do need a new intro. We might. That intro is nutty. It's <laughs> it's probably time yeah. to redo it. I had a song to start with, though. Let's jump right into do it. Do you want to? So I don't want to talk. I'm kind of subconscious about the bad um, the bad intro. Is it bad or just dated? It's it's a little silly, but I think we had to start out with it just for the nostalgia to kind of yeah. bring it back in. So we might redo it. We'll do redo it. Yeah. For sure. I wanted to play a Foo Fighter song.
Arlandria by the band Foo Fighters off their upcoming album to be released April 12th, Wasting Light. Absolutely. Arlandria <laughs> is a... You look like the dude who does Inside the Actors Studio. What is that guy's name? Like you have your, your hand yeah. in one hip and you're like this. What's Let your... me give you some information. What's your favorite word? If you were a tree... What word do you hate to hear? Virginia. So, Arlandria <laughs> is about um, is about Dave Grohl's hometown, which is in Virginia. Um, also, his mother's name is Virginia. So, you know, one might think that that song, song is, is about that in some way. I mean, either about his mom or his hometown or both, or just mm, issues. Like, but I don't think he has a lot of issues with going home and, and mother kind of stuff. So, I don't know. You know, it, it's, you try to interpret a song. You never really know. No, but this was a big week for the Foo Fighters. Big week on Tuesday, April 5th. Yes. Which, oddly, is the 17th anniversary of Kurt Cobain's death. 17 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 5th, 1994, he passed away in some form or another. He killed himself. <laughs> Smalls. Or got killed. Oh, Hard you, to say. Yeah, well, one could speculate, yeah. So, anyway, they go live. They have this big event. They're uh, hyping it for a couple weeks. In 80 theaters, I think it was 80, around the country, at the same time, mm-hmm. you can go into these select theaters, uh, pay 21 bucks, check out a three-hour documentary and live show. I don't think most people realized it was going to be a three-hour show. Wait, hold on. How long is the documentary? Oh, you, the whole thing was three hours. I mean, the thing... The so, show, like, an hour show. Well, well, here's the thing. Who knows how long the shit was? Because it, it didn't get broadcast in a lot of places. Oh, no. But the thing is that people had to drive a couple hours. Some people had to go a long way to check, to catch a movie theater that was going to be showing this exclusive event. So, they go uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, on a Tuesday night to see this show... They're sitting there for an hour before it even starts. And I'm thinking to myself, do they kind of like bill it like 6 p.m. doors? 7 p.m. show starts. Um, People are starting to get angry and antsy and wonder what the hell's going on. An hour in, they they get told, okay, technical difficulties, 10 minutes. Um, And really, it's kind of random who got the show and who didn't get the show. Or if some people got the show, but they got cut in 30 minutes into the documentary or... Uh, if some had like weird interrupted feeds for the live show, I think even at the time the band didn't really know of all of the difficulty. They thought they were going on ten minutes late, um, which you, would be understandable. Like if you show up, the show starts at six. You watch a documentary, yeah, um, and then there's like a little gap. Like mm-hmm. okay, the band is preparing to like right. get all the cameras right, but yeah, people were in the dark for a good hour, hour and a half, and. So it, people ended up leaving. What are you going to do? How much longer can you wait for this three-hour show to start? But there is good news. Uh, next Thursday, there will be rebroadcasting to the areas that had problems. Um, you need to go to foofighters.synodigm.com, C-I-N-E-D-I-G-M.com. Pull up, sign up for your new ticket. They are updating as they secure new theaters. Uh, you will go next Thursday night and see it again live. So anyway, Foo Fighters, Wasting Light. That is the new album that they released. Their seventh full-length album in yeah. the like 18 years that they've been a band. So that's every couple of years. And they're very prolific. I mean, I remember I remember stocking shelves at the, at the music store that I worked at. And I remember putting away Foo Fighters. Are you calling Best Buy a music store? Or are you just trying to sound cool? I was trying to sound cool. Um, thanks for for calling out the truth. But listen, I worked in this. I worked in the CD department. I worked in media. I, as far as I was concerned, that, that was all. That was my whole world. So, anyways, um, fuck you. So you know what? Let me correct my statement. Like all pioneering ventures, doing a huge technical. Technical feat like this is exceedingly complicated. Unfortunately, due to human error, we experienced technical difficulties at some locations. I think it was most locations. 
that resulted in cancellations and or substandard quality, said Jonathan Dern, president of Center Dying Entertainment Group. You know, I read blogs today that said um, no official comment from Cynodyne. You know, journalism is just dead today. Look, look it up. Sources are everywhere. Cynodyne apologizes to the fans of Foo Fighters as well as the band and everyone in the Foo Fighters organization. We know from the fans who enjoyed the full broadcast that this event was not only historic, but the band did a phenomenal performance. We want to share it with those who were unable to see it the first time around. So anyway, yes, there are uh, some theaters that will be able to see it next Tuesday. Um, apparently they don't know how to tell time at Cynodyne, so who knows what time it will actually be broadcast. But check out that site, foofighters.cynodyme.com, that's D-I-G-M dot com, for a list of theaters. Maybe, maybe we'll go, oh, we can go to that one. What? Go to you. What? We separate, we actually have separate plans. We have separate, oh yeah. Yeah. What are, I mean, uh. We're, we're not see. meant to see it. You know what? Uh, we 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 watched a little snippet of Bob Mould um, playing mm. a song with the Foo from the documentary. And um, if you don't know who Bob Mould is, Oscar De Hoover. But um, it was I wasn't interested in the documentary at all. I don't I know was why. Totally interested. I know you were, and I was like, meh. But then after seeing that clip, I want to see it badly now. So badly. I mean, as you know, I've been in love with Dave Grohl forever. Yeah. So I was in love with him in Nirvana. Loved him. So Nirvana's over. And when the Foo Fighters came on the scene, I just, I I felt like, it's just so amazing to see the, the drummer in the back who you love. And now he's fronting a band and, and he's, he has such a personality and a character. And it's just, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. As I was saying, when I, when the first Foo Fighters album came out, I remember stocking it on the shelf and, um, you know, they were kind of playing up. Well, Foo Fighters is like kind of an alien. Wasn't it some kind of like the, the alien, uh, I can't even remember. Foo Fighters, some kind of a- aviation term. Oh yeah. Their first, well, their first album had like an airplane on it. And it had an airplane on it. Anyways. And I just remember I remember like, this is blasphemy. It's too soon. And I I had shit on it immediately. Crazy. And then it took me a long time uh, to really come back. And But it really boiled down to, I just missed Nirvana. And so I was like, well, what else do I have? I only have Foo Fighters. And I remember listening to it and I'm like, God, it sounds nothing like Nirvana. It's not filling the void for me. But it was very catchy, that first album, and then the second album, and then how many? Seven? Yeah. They've all been good. You know what? They had the song Learning to Fly, but the album cover was like a weird gun thing. Oh, yeah. It was an alien-looking gun, if I I recall. Yeah. And I think Foo Fighters, something to do with UFOs, or like, can you you look it up? What Foo Fighters need? What is a Foo Fighter? Uh, What's funny is, I think I read this recently about how, like, he's like, if I ever thought this was going to be serious, I would not have made (laughs) it Foo Fighters because it's the dumbest fucking name ever. I don't know how they named it. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I was was just reading, um, I wrote about Mogwai. Did I actually write about them? The band got its name from the UFOs and various aerial phenomena that were reported by Allied Aircraft. Yes. Did you know that in 1994? Yeah. Well, How did you, you know You wouldn't that? look it up if you were a fan? How would I look it up? At my local fucking public library? Or I, on, had, I had internet. You had AOL. So on AOL, you looked it up and some asshole had this information. Earthlink. But, um, yes. Somehow I found it. What do you mean? I don't believe you. Alien. You read it probably like in a magazine. Alien uh, fanatics were fringe, and they would have been on the internet long before your your reliable sources. So, do you do you just have the frame of reference that How right else would now, I have known? I'm just, just listen. Right now, you get all your information from the internet. So, is that how you're conditioned for your memories? Or maybe you read it in a magazine. Why are you self-analyzing me? I couldn't be self-analyzing. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> Why are you? Why are you analyzing I'm me just in any saying, way? I was just wondering, because you, you're saying why wouldn't I look it up? 
So you're saying I, that I, I mistook the library when, for the internet? When I got on the internet, I, I'm looking at AOL. I'm seeing icons at the top. Yes, I joined music like groups and shopping groups. Did I mention it was Earthlink? Oh, you're talking How, about your... What um, was your interface? Like on Earthlink, what did you... Did you have like a homepage with news headlines? You know who I had even before that was CompuServe. Right. On CompuServe, you have icons on your uh, desktop that, or, you know, on your CompuServe home screen. Like, it's not like they had running headlines that said, let me tell you about the new Foo Fighters. I really don't remember how Exactly. You probably read it in the magazine. The point is, I didn't know where the Foo Fighters name came from. I just knew that Dave Grohl was even more adorable. But you still, I don't even try to even stop you from making, finishing that sentence. You still didn't know what Foo Fighters meant. Why does it matter? What? Why does it matter? You never think, like, when you hear a band, like, like a strange-sounding band, or, like, you don't know, like, what does that mean? I'm, I have to know? So, like I was saying, like, no. Mogwai. Um, don't care what Mogwai means. I did. Although I thought I knew, and I was right. It was based off the Gremlins movie. Mogwai was the cute version. Yeah. But, was it but that's the thing. I kind of just always assume that... They also were, were kind of bummed that that name stuck because that was supposed to be just for exactly. temporary. So, the point is, I you're, if you love a band, shouldn't you care? Um, I, sometimes you just assume, oh, they must, you know, have, have liked that character. They must, you know, whatever. Why does that matter? Thousands of fans hurl bottles and shoes at Tiny Reading Stage. Why? There were rumors of a Foo Fighters secret gig. This was August 24th, but I think this is funny. So What uh, year? When? Uh, 2008. Is this in England you're talking about? Yeah, that's, where, that's Reading. I just wanted to make sure. Did I say sure. Reading? No, you said Reading. I just wanted oh. to make sure we all knew what we were talking about. I know. What we're, you're the one that seems to be out of touch with all the information. So, um... <laughs> So there was a rumor of a secret gig, right? Um, there was a band build, um, FFers, the FFers. So 3,000 fans gathered around a small, tiny stage expecting to see the Foo Fighters. And when this punk band came out, the FFers, they began throwing bottles and other objects at this band and they, they actually couldn't even finish their set oh well you know what if you're a punk band you play with bottles flying at you so were they a punk band or were they just a bunch of punks oh i don't know really they're they from paris so that explains why they may not have been able to handle <laughs> uh, so do you know who else just released their seventh album death camp for cutie oh you wrote about in them about as many years in today's so really, they came yeah. on. The, did they come on the scene at the same time? Uh, approximately. And the thing is that you know, um, even though all the band members of Foo Fighters are not from Seattle, Foo Fighters are kind of a Seattle-based band because Nirvana was a Seattle-based band. I think you're just always going to lump those together. Um, to I mean, I guess I never really thought about where they were from because at that point it didn't matter where bands were from. Well, no, you know, it's funny because, well, you know. I, for some reason, the the fact that they've had a relationship with Queens of the Stone Age, I kind of felt like Foo Fighters was from the same place, which is, I think, Southern California or L.A. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I could well, see Foo how... Well, Foo Fighters is kind of from all over. Yeah, I mean, that if Foo Fighters is just Dave Grohl, you consider it a, a Seattle band. But he's not even from Seattle. I know. But he's from Nirvana. Right. right. Yeah, Death Cab for Cutie, you know, came around a couple years later, but... From Washington, from Puget Sound area. Um, seventh album, every few years as well. Uh, they're, they're an amazing band. I really like their new album. I liked, I liked your review. I didn't, I felt that you, you mentioned in your review, Melancholy. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think you were kind of making a play on, well, yeah, isn't that usually what they sound like? Mm -hmm. But no. This was a whole different level of sadness. I think me. it went to a complete reversal back to where they actually okay, started. Maybe. Um, like transatlanticism. 
Like that like kind of that far and back. Before, yeah. Yeah, but plans is such an amazing guy. I just want to bite my knuckles. <laughs> and um, I was so that made me disappointed because I wanted more of that. Yeah. But um, but the tourist, which is the single, yeah. uh, fantastic song though. I mean, when I heard it, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. And then when I heard the rest of the album, I was like, man. Seems like their fans are really mixed on on this. I would, well, that would be me. I am a fan. Did you know that? On the song, You Are the Tourist. Oh, really? They're stupid. Mostly, yeah. Most. I mean, anyone who. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Never mind. What do you mean? But yeah. People, what are you going to say? Now people, I. Now, now people, we, who, people who comment on the more prolific blogs and news sites, they like their opinion. They don't care what kind of asshole same so but yeah uh death camp has uh almost all the original members except their drummer who was replaced um speaking again about drummers do you know chris novoselic uh is on the new uh the new foo fighters album he makes an appearance playing bass i didn't know that do they have other guests yes thank you for asking it almost sounds planned um I believe. Uh, well, actually, no. I guess besides Bob, <laughs> but besides Bob Mould and Chris Novoselic, but but Butch Vig, I think, produces the album. Yeah, so that's an exciting kind of um, thing. But he doesn't really play anything. He, he just plays a big mixing board. But you, you know, imagine, I mean, can you imagine how many bands wanted Dave Grohl to join them as their drummer oh, yeah. after Nirvana? He actually was. He very... was like, "I'm not drumming." I'm, I'm not drumming for anyone. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. Yeah. But Butch Vig, you know what he's done, right? I mean, he's done all like the, the all your favorite records he's done. Oh, you know who else has done all your favorite records? Ooh. I wanted to talk about him a little later. But I'll give it Josh Freeth. Yeah. Um, he is, but he's a drummer, right? He's a drummer. But he's, he's produced. Been on, no, he's been on, not produced. You didn't oh. say produced. But he's been on over. Oh, I was talking about Butch Vig. Three hundred albums, over three hundred albums. He's been on three hundred albums. On three hundred albums. How does he not have like some kind of shoulder like issue? Uh, that's a good question. It's a lot of drumming. How do drummers? How does it? Oh, man, it's an abusive thing to do to your body. It's amazing, like prolific drummers. I said prolific twice today. Um, no, I think I get through so. it. You know, one of the best drummers that Bad Religion ever had, he had to quit the band because of some serious like problems with his body. I, Josh Freeze, I I don't know if maybe um, the way that you start, like, you know, your voice as an instrument, your hands as as tools for an instrument, maybe the way that you go about starting uh, yeah. and developing, because Josh Freeze, like, his parents are serious musicians. Like, mm-hmm. This is a music Yeah, band. probably, maybe there's a right way and a wrong way, and maybe the wrong way really damages your shit. But probably just about anything you do in your life right or wrong yeah. it's it's our bodies you know are kind of not supposed to live as long as they do Holy hell. Uh, uh, but yeah i and actually speaking of josh Reese, a perfect circle coming back on tour uh they last year they did the quick little tour to play all three albums one album a night mm-hmm. um they came to las vegas i think we skipped it because of the venue plus the venue would only give it in las vegas the venue would only allow them two nights, so they only played two albums in Las Vegas, where everywhere else they played three. Were you mm-hmm. aware of this whole Perfect Circle kind of reunion type tour? Yeah, I, I kind of was. <sighs> that band is so popular. Anything that, um, dude, dude, wine, dude, wine, dude, <laughs> Maynard, <laughs> Maynard. Thank you. Oh man, I was struggling. I wanted to call him Jake because he kind of looks like my friend Jake. Um. All the bands that Maynard, everything that Maynard does is so overwhelmed by their fans that like, like we wanted to see Tool and it was impossible. Yeah, yeah. You impossible. had to be like up at whatever yeah. and then still get lucky. So yes, I knew Perfect Circle was coming to town and I actually knew somebody that, oh, uh, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Uh, said it was awesome. He went with. Um, no, he didn't go with Trishala, did he? No. No. Uh, <laughs> No, that's Granger? funny. Granger? Granger. No, I thought Granger left town. He's back. Doesn't matter. What? Anyways, so um, 
the point is, he said it was awesome. And I'm like, really? Because he doesn't seem that interested in music, right? Kyle? No. Maynard. <laughs> I asked Kyle, was it that like, good? Because like, like, he Ma- seems a little distracted. <laughs> right. Really, I mean, he, he, he even kind of said in his documentary, um, Blood into Wine, that... Um, yeah, he wants to be more fulfilled. Yeah, he's like, blah, I'm not angry blah, anymore. Blah. I yeah. want to do... But then, so then, but he's still on tour, and I'm like, well, you know, the wine business is tough. There's a lot of failure. Mm-hmm. He's probably trying to make some quick cash, and and you know, I'm like, maybe his heart's not into it. But you know, Kyle said it was so awesome. But listen, if I'm gonna struggle through all those fans, the crazy fandom, I'm gonna go to Tool Show, Perfect Circle, yeah. Bucket Song, which uh, is really what a Perfect Circle is all about. What Perfect Circle started? It's fucking yourself. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, tool is that about fucking others? Tool is about just like just just a big cock. Is really what tool is about. Also, cock tour. Oh, should I stop saying? Also on tour, Death Cab for Cutie, already sold out pretty much everywhere they're going except uh, Edmonton, Calgary, and guess where else? Bend, Oregon. (laughs) You blew your punchline. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) You want to go to Bend? And um, see the show. Do I want to go to Bend, Oregon? <laughs> uh, we that's where we, we want to live, it. right? Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. It's not sold out there. What's wrong with yeah, those guys? Maybe it's not the. If you want to see Death Cat, well, Bend, Oregon. Yeah, right. Well, what's bend? the venue like? I, I bet. Wonder? I bet. I bet Bend had. Well, you know that's really weird because Death Cat is from Puget Sound. Like, mm. why yeah. would they not have a? Yeah. Maybe they just haven't updated because maybe the Bend Oregon Theater is not like wired. <laughs> so they haven't been able to electronically broadcast that they're sold out yet. Um, cars. The Cars. What also about on the cars? tour. Oh. Going on tour in May. Um, they're only hitting the cool spots though. Are we in the tour section of the I'm I'm giving you some tours, but I can stop. No, I'm just curious. Jane's Addiction has a I new album. I thought we were album. talking about Freeze, so I got lost. Don't. Who else is on tour? I don't know. The Cars? Who and who? Cares? No. The no. Cars. I do. The Cars are on tour. Why are you so sad about me? Did I did I ruin your flow? I think so. Uh, Josh Freeze was on tour with Paramore. Yeah. In South America. Yeah. But wait. With the, on tour, he wasn't drumming for Paramore. He was yes. just the opening. He band. was drumming for Paramore. But Paramore has a drummer. Um, they quit. They that, that drummer very recently quit. So it's quit. So why? he stepped in. I don't know. Maybe he found the devil. Did it? Like you can find God and like go on a different path, but Paramore is kind of religion for me. So. Are they? Yeah. Paramore. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Why would I know that? I mean, you've known about Paramore ever since they came out. I, I actually, I like Paramore sound, but like, listen, is there, t- is there a lot of religious little, themes? Well, in let there? me tell you a little something about Tennessee. Um, you pretty much can't buy milk at the grocery store unless you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Huh. <laughs> anyone, if anyone disagrees, let us know. Please come comment because honestly, you know this is true. <laughs> so they're from, a, you know, a nice, clean sub- suburb of Nashville. Uh, oh, Memphis, Memphis, maybe Franklin, whatever. Tennessee loves God. That's how it is. Mm. You don't, um, you don't go on a date and uh, tell about how cute the guy was. You go on a date and tell that he's safe. Mm. Anyway, Paramore's songs are very religiously focused. They're kind of where you can apply it to. I hate being tricked by bands. What's the difference? What's the difference if if I'm singing a it's song not, about my pet rock? It's not. But tricked. you can translate it into a song about your if, car if, or if, your girlfriend. If what you're saying is true, if if Paramore is singing about God, <laughs> I never picked up on it, and I'm mad. That's all there is to it. There's nothing wrong with singing about God, but I'd like to have a clue. I thought she was talking about boys she liked, not God. That feels tricky and kind of gross. Um, okay. But now I can't think of a goddamn Paramore song to save my life. I don't even know what the words are in any of those songs. When's the last time you well, listened to Paramore? Well, since you're such a sake? big Twilight fan, you oh, should remember. Oh, fucked up. 
Why would you say that? Uh, because they had a big song uh, on the Twilight. Those soundtracks are the best. Set, the very indie friendly. It's and ridiculous. And it's they're... ridiculous. Why? It's it's a sellout. Sellout. Um, Not true. In December. Oh wait. Josh and Zach Farrow left the band. Did they go to start um, a new band. None of us were really shocked. For the last year, it hasn't seemed as if they wanted to be a, around anymore. We want Josh and Zach to, be, to do something that makes them happy, and if it isn't here with us, we support them finding happiness. Um, uh, blah, blah, so blah, then Josh Freese covered for that guy, the drummer. Yeah. And how old is Josh Freese? Because he seems a little he's old a, for the demographic of that yeah. band. Well, he's a back there you know on the on the skin so just because he's on the kit and in the background like we don't have to i pay attention to every member of a band would you not shit yourself if you saw holy shit i probably wouldn't recognize josh what if it was he's travis kind of playing barker the, back yeah, there well you'd notice travis wouldn't you i think travis and um freeze had actually uh, a drum off oh shit once. who won no, you I can't say things like that and not know the answers well, google it somebody right. can google it anyways um he, Jesus, he has, Does someone care? he has played, he was on Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace for The Offspring. Oh yeah, I knew he, that. You did? I did. He has played for Michael Bublé. That I did not know. Katy Perry. I didn't know that. <laughs> I knew about um, The Weezer. He has. The Weezer. I said The Weezer. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he's about 40. He has four kids. And Devo. And I think G&R. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. He was a member of Guns N' Roses yeah, for a while. Yeah. He is still a member of Devo. Yeah. And he's a founding member of Perfect he looks, Circle. He looks like a Devo member. That's why the it would dude. look weird to see him behind the kid at a Paramore concert. The dude, I, I really admire this dude. I think he's awesome. Here's the best, here's the best thing about him. He's kind of a whore. He'll, he'll pretty much do any session or any job, which is cool. He loves what he does. Great. You know, he'll, he'll do it. But he once found out that he was tricked into uh, collaborating on a Scott Weiland project. And he walked out. He walked out. That's awesome. He walked out. It's a great story. He also um, provided uh, music for a Courtney Love project. And afterwards changed his mind. He like, you know, his work is still there, but he decided to remove his name from the credits because he just didn't want to. Be associated with having been paid for that gig. Wow. So anyway, he also has a new EP. Every once in a while, he he releases something solo. This was something that basically um, four guys got the chance to buy a song to be written for them. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy bought two songs. Is this like what Love Drug did? Similar. Uh, Didn't they like sell Love off? had basic levels of, almost like NPR, like basic levels of Membership, sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But what Josh Freese did for his new EP called My New Friends is just basically, do you want, do you want a song written by you and you pay for that? Wow. Um, and so he has various... How much was that? I actually don't know. Huh. Uh, he has various... And actually to even buy... He now has like packages for buying the... Um, oh, I just I just pulled it up. One of the guys got two songs written yeah. about him because he threw down so much cash. That's what I just said. Did you just say that? I said one guy bought two songs. That's awkward that I said that because I wasn't even listening to you. I'm sorry. When you when you re-listen to these podcasts, you usually catch like the smart things I say. And I do jokes. I will tell no jokes today. But why aren't you telling <laughs> jokes? Why are you so serious? I'm trying to get it down. Uh, is this because of all the times where I told you you did a bad job in the podcast? Because I want to take that back. I think you were right all, all along. Thank you. You're welcome. I was even trying to keep it less structured and go with what made you comfortable. And you, So you took my role and I took yours. Did you notice that? You're adorable. Thank we're, you. we're a good fit. Yes, we are. <laughs> so anyway, on My New Friends, um, he has like Johnny Knoxville, uh, Tommy Lee. Tony Knoxville does Twiggy what? Ramirez. Oh, I Twiggy's. think they're playing with him. Twiggy, the guy something. who left Corn. Yeah. No, no, he would be from Marilyn Manson. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Twiggy Ramirez? yeah. Twiggy Ramirez is yeah. definitely from Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to hear one of the songs from my new friend? I do. Okay. 
really what I want do. you to play yes, is the tuba tree song. This, I love the picture of the tuba tree. I love the story of Josh Freeze and his whole like Disneyland upbringing and, and he still goes to Disneyland. I love this thing. You need to follow Josh Freeze more and embrace Disneyland for what it could be. So play. Wait a second. Are you trying to get me to go to Sweetie, Disneyland? Think of all of the things I've convinced you to do. No, I've been that to... That have changed your life for the better. But I've been to Disneyland. Don't say I've been to Disneyland. When did you go to Disneyland? Uh, it's been a while. But what, like what would have been 26 different? 26 years? 26 years. That's <laughs> as, I mean, I would, that's as old as I am. I mean, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> but like, what's a, what's a 30 ish, um, purse. Why does Josh Freeze go to Disneyland? He's, Why don't you go to joshfreeze.com, click on photos and look at his Disney. He might photos. be a child molester. I don't really, I'm that's not saying Disney that he is. I don't want to get don't sued. Don't say that. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay, so he's got four kids. That makes sense. I have he zero. He has pictures of him going there just with his buddies. Like. Well, that he's probably stoned. And oh, what is I'll your go, problem? I'll go if I can get high. <laughs> anyway, I want you to play, I think it's called You, Me, and the Two. I'm pretty two. sure I've been to, oh, I went to Disney World um, off the most awesome Hot brownies. Okay. That was a good time. But when you invited me, the circumstances would not have allowed me to be at the proper intoxication level to enjoy myself. You see what I'm saying? You know, all of life doesn't have to be experienced through an altered reality. What? I'm just, it's, it's, I'm throwing it out there. See so where it sticks. <laughs> So what? So Ferris Al Sayed buys this song. Yes. Josh and Ferris go to Disneyland. Um, they like go to the castle to record the song. They go to his father's tuba tree. They like what hang is a out. Tuba tree? Okay, I'll tell you. But the, but the guy who bought the song and Josh Freeze, they hang out and then he records the song about it and then he did a video. There's a really cute video about this too. Disneyland pics in the you know shots in the um, video. It's so cute. So. Josh Freese was basically raised on Disney. He was born in Florida. Uh, his father was like the director of the Disneyland band mm -hmm. for Disney World and Disneyland. His mother was like, I think, the classical pianist or something. Basically, his father's instrument, though, was the tuba. Mm -hmm. 
His mm. father has a tuba tree. Mm. Um, so, but still don't understand. Is there a tuba in the tree? Oh, it's a tuba tree. He's hung multiple. It's like a sculpture. You know how some trees kind of look knotty and kind of like twisted? A gnarly tree. Gnarly, yeah. yes. It's a gnarl, it's gnarly tubas in a tree. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm describing this from memory. We have to put, can you put a picture of it in the show notes? I got to see that. Absolutely, I will. Um, so Josh, very talented musician, obviously very talented musician. Parents has one brother. And do you know who that brother could be? I was thinking that I knew another priest. Yeah. Um, And you you recently, maybe in the last year, mentioned someone who's in a band that seems to only have three members, but has more than three members. Okay, hold on. I I can think of this. I'll try to not put too much dead air in. I thought for a minute that it could be someone in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but now I'm obviously wrong about that. So I was surprised that there was only three members because they must sound like they have more members. So well, I think it just wasn't until you the saw a, a answer show. is I don't know. He plays keys for Green Day. Oh yeah, Green Day's only three members. Yeah, he plays keyboard. Yes. Wait, that's his brother, Jason Free. Jason Free. Which actually, Jason Free's also like has been on like fifty albums. Mm. <laughs> he's he's trying to keep up with his big brother, you know, Goo Goo Dolls, No FX. Wow, but he only plays or, the piano, or is he multi instrumentalist? Mm. He plays the saxophone too. Sure. Probably he gets more keyboard gigs at the mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm not shitting on the saxophone, I'm just saying. Well yeah, I mean how it often is two thousand eleven saxophone. So, right. Point taken. I I don't even know any ska bands that he has listed that he has That'd be awesome if he had played with um, some of the ska bands we like. I know this is relevant relevant to no one but me, but their father, born in Edina, Minnesota. <laughs> what is Edina? Edina is a suburb of St. Paul. Yeah. Well, you a lot of our listeners are from your hood. That's true. Um, in 1995, their father, along with Prince, was inducted in the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame. <laughs> wow! At the same time as Prince, or just yeah. holy yeah, shit, that's time. huge. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it, like, besides... Well, I mean, only overshadowed by receiving the Disney Entertainment Hall of Fame Award in 2010. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is, like, Minnesota's had so much amazing music yes. come out of it. Yeah, and Minnesota... And like, Prince is the one who gets all the credit, it seems like, and it's so not true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you... Did you ever go to his club when you lived in Wisconsin? Yeah. Well, did? it's not his club. That's not his club. What do you mean? Are you talking about Paisley Ten... Park or uh... Second Ave- uh, First Avenue? No, I thought it was like 5150 or... Did he have a club named 5150? I'm not aware. So no, so no obviously I never went no. to Prince's club. But what were you talking about? By club, did you mean bedroom? Or like, what is it that you thought I meant? In the movie Purple Rain, oh. Prince uh, performs Awkward. at First Avenue. And Purple Rain is kind of like what made First Avenue... Famous. I can barely remember that movie. Does do we know it's First Ave in the movie, or do you just yes. know it's First Ave because you've no, been there? No, it it put First Avenue kind of like on the map. Really? So he they got he got credit for that too. <laughs> well, doesn't that piss those Minneapolis and Minnesota bands off to know? Oh, Prince's Club Glam Slam. Glam you know that? Glam Slam. Glam Slam. Sounds familiar. Uh, but but also people refer to First Avenue Seventh Street entry as Prince's Club because it was on this movie. So I see. Uh, but yeah, he also opened a, a club called Glam Slam. I think I did go there. I think it was like a warehouse down a couple blocks away from First Ave. We haven't been to First Ave, right? We went to some no, other venue. We went to the Triple Rock. How is it that you never took me to First Ave? Uh, there just wasn't a good show. There was like a Latin show one night that we were there. Um, I. Did we walk past it or no? We walked around downtown a little Yeah, bit. no, you never, we never walked by. I don't think you ever showed it to me. Yeah, we need to go to a really good show there, but there just wasn't one that day. I see so many. Whenever I check the tour schedules for bands, I like almost always stopping at first half. Really? I see it kind of rarely. Holy they shit. usually end up playing at the varsity or something. All the bands I want to see this year had to stop 
in uh, at first half. Yeah. In fact, Girl Talk, I was trying to convince everybody to go see Girl Talk. Yes, you're right. Well, you know, it would have been awesome, but it's all good. I kind of yeah. should see a rock band at first half. Yeah, or an uh, electronic show would be good. Too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Anybody, uh, yeah. First half. All right, so, all right. First half is a cool place. Sorry to uh, get you off track. No problem. You know, the Beastie Boys have a new album coming out? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but... Um, I mean, three cheers to Adam. It's volume two of something, right? Yes, it is. So did he beat cancer? He beat cancer. Like a Everybody stick. beats cancer now. It's not even like I a big don't deal. I about that. Patrick Swayze didn't beat cancer. Oh, it's too soon. But he lived a long time with a kind of cancer that's supposed to kill you in like three months. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they can That's keep, what you're saying. Kind of. But some people, a lot of people beat it now. Before, like, if someone got cancer, they're like, oh, he's dead. She's dead. But now you're like, oh, you, that you can have hope about cancer almost. I'm glad that you can have hope about cancer. There's a lady at work who has all her hair fell out because she has cancer. Well, probably all her hair didn't fall out because she has cancer. All From her, the treatment. Yeah. I knew that. Did I sound dumb by saying that or are you, you just know, like correct? There are me? children who listen. So that's the one thing that has that's the one thing that has to change. You know, we haven't done a podcast since October two thousand nine and you still can't help but correct me. Even the listen, times where we weren't podcasting. It was not fun me. being sold into white slavery. So once I'm out, I just that was that's that's the reason for our hiatus, everyone, by the way. I just I just wanna put it out there. White slavery is not a joke. You lose parts of your life. Hot sauce committee part two. Yes, that's the name of the BC Boys album. What is the slavery thing about? Um, I just thought people were interested to know why we haven't been doing a podcast every year and a half. And it's because you were... Sold into white slavery. And how did you get back? Did you win your freedom like in a revolution yes. or something? Did it make the news or did no, that... No, these things are not reported. These things are very The revolution will not hush, be televised. Hush. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, these are like arms traders who also trade in white, white arms girls. or just any arms? No, like guns. Oh. What are you? What have you been involved in? Should I even be here with you? I just thought I was going on a date with a rich guy. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm roofied and I'm on a boat somewhere with a bunch of guns in the deck and Cocaine on the deck. I, I don't know. I mean, that sounds like a good time. If you just, I mean, you get a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. Which so, you're, would you need this year? What? Oh, now you want to stop talking? You know, Jane's Addiction also has a new album, but who I, cares? Who fucking cares? Honestly, really? who gives They're the shit? worst band ever. <laughs> the worst band ever. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any more news you want to share? I don't really have anything. Oh, I do want to mention, uh, because I'm very excited about it, I'm a, I'm a geek for gear, and this podcast is being recorded with a brand new microphone I bought from Amazon. It's the Audio-Technica AT2050 condenser microphone. It lists for 369 Do you know how much I bought it for? How much did I $169.99. That is a 54% savings. That's not what you told me. What did I say? You said you ended up paying like 20 bucks. That's because I had a gift certificate. Oh, okay. Why did you buy it for $169? Well, what do you mean? Well, how did you get that discount? Of the 54%? I think they're ju- it's just on sale. That's why I want to tell people. If you're thinking about... Buying a microphone, this is a killer deal. That's that's a $200 savings. That's that's awesome. And I think you can tell how awesome this sounds. Hopefully all of this recorded properly, and I won't be shitting myself later. <laughs> is that still moving? If that stops, you got to tell me. Because the important thing I need to look at is behind me, and I realized that was a fatal flaw in setting up the studio. Um, I need a mirror behind you so that I can see it and still... I yeah. guess I could switch sides with you. You know what would be cool is if we like posted flat screens on each wall so you could see what's up on my screen up there. Oh, that would be and I awesome. I could see what's up on your screen up I mean, there. I really want to do that. Well, people should click the donate button so that we can have a good time while we're well, filming this. And that's what I'm saying, though. The microphone with the gift certificate was 
was basically paid for with people buying items from Amazon through our site. And because of all their purchases, that helped us to accumulate enough money to buy this mic. Almost all of it. I have to pay a little extra. It's okay, guys. Don't worry about it. So listen, if you want to support, in all caps, you want to support the blog, this podcast, if you love music, if you love Mookie, or if you hate him, all you got to do is just go to our blog um, and and buy something. Listen, like, for example, in your post today, right, you talked about Death Cab, and you had a little link at the bottom to buy the new album, Codes and... Signs and Codes? Codes and Signs? Uh-oh. Awkward. Awkward! So, <sighs> it's codes okay. And keys. Codes and Keys. Well done. So, you could click that, and let's say you don't even want to buy that album, but if you click that link at the bottom, that ad at the bottom, and buy something else... We get a commission, and it really helps us out. It really does. I mean, it's not like we're out, you know, uh, blowing this cash. It all we're comes back through here. Nobody's getting rich off of this. Nobody's no. getting rich off of this. It all comes back just through. Just like the... being famous. Well, we do get awesome access to great shows. No, no. we don't even get that. No, we really don't. <laughs> we get awesome music through our email. No, no we don't. Yeah, no, yeah, we do. We do. The labels have been kind to us so far. When we get big, they'll shut us down, though. Then it's going to be like, um, uh, what's that movie where the guy's doing the pirate radio station? It's got Christian Slater in it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> we're going to do. Yeah, we'll be in a van we'll be doing We'll driving this. around in a van. Hell yeah. <laughs> Blogging. <laughs> it's not a bad life. <laughs> Furiously pounding at the keys. Hell yeah. I really, you know what? I think I want to do the next podcast with one of those voice changing things. Why? Did you think it would sound cool? Uh, what kind of voice changing thing? In the movie, uh, when he is oh. Harry, Harry Hard On, Harry Hard On something, I don't remember. He has that voice thing, so he sounds very deep and sinister. I don't think we need to do that. Just think about it. I'm going to wear a blue ribbon against auto tune. That's from your post today. Yeah, yeah go read it. I thought that was .com. in allcaps.com. Uh, it was a clever, I didn't know that about Death Cab, so you taught me something. Uh, and I, I must, teach you something every day. Yes, you do. Taught me something new today. But, um. But, um. But, um. Drink. Everyone drink. Everybody drink. So, is that it? That's it. How long have we, it's, we did pretty good. 54. 54 minutes. So, wow. What should I close this thing with? Yeah, what kind of song? Well, you know, I we I Chains had no negative. Wonder I, I, I kind of had a song set up for the beginning of the show that we decided not to play because it was fucking depressing, but it's a great song. So let me just close with that since I pretty much. Aww. But do you want to kind of? Why don't you fill us in a little bit before I play it? Fill you, you in on what sparkle horse? Sparkle horse. Um, I don't know what I can share with you, but this is this is a. Why are we sharing this? My God. Well, I just, because I spent so much time so you selecting have a, you have it. A, you have a great band, you know, who's who's around for a decade and a half, maybe. Dude, like, he he drank too much, ate too much Valium. I think he even had some heroin. He, like, passes out. Yeah. Listen, listen, everyone. If you're going to try to... Uh, drink or drug yourself into oblivion. Get into a proper supine position first. Comfy chair is fine too. Comfy chair. Yeah. Comfy chair, furry wall, whatever it's yeah. gonna be. Do not tuck your legs under oh. your body. Um. So he passes out he with passes his out legs, and he stays in this position with his legs like buckled under his body for like fourteen hours. Potassium builds up. I think maybe a blood clot went to his brain. Whatever it was, however these things happen, like he lost uh, the use of his legs. So he's in a wheelchair for six months. Now, I don't understand how that leads him to 15 years later commit suicide. Yeah. But one way or another. Yeah. Uh, he, he shoots himself he in the heart. himself last With a rifle. Year. Like, it didn't even make it easy. Like, imagining shooting yourself with a rifle in the heart. Oh, I just totally bummed you out. I'm sorry. I mean, let's go back to Kurt Cobain. I mean, yeah. 
There, there's a like you can't shoot yourself with a rifle. You would have to set up. Well, he used a shotgun. A but he and, and the difference is, I didn't think we we're gonna go this way. But the difference is, he shot himself in the mouth. Kurt Cobain, is that not right? You're looking at me like I said something. Oh, wrong. I thought you meant this dude. I was like, this I dude shot himself in the heart. heart. So imagine the position. Now, if you're putting it in your mouth, it's a little. The angle makes more sense. Yeah, I feel like you could hit your head if you're holding the gun. If you put it in your chest, all kinds of things could go wrong. Just it but, could slip or. But was Kurt Cobain holding the gun? Was, I thought. He... Well, if if his wife didn't kill him, that's the theory. I thought he had like the setup. Oh, I thought he just had... I thought he was just sitting on the floor and just put it in his mouth. So he basically had the butt of the shotgun. Yeah. Maybe that's how I imagined it. And I don't know this shit at all. I don't really know. We'll see. Though. I think that if we Googled it right now, you would find so many theory websites that we would never get to what was reported. Whatever the truth is, the point is what was reported at the time. I thought it was that he had made some kind of contraption. contraption. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of another. Sparkle Horse... The album is Dreamt for Light Years in the Belly of a Mountain. The song is called Return to Me. And I was going to play it in the beginning of the show because we were finally returning to this podcast. But when I started listening to it, I realized it was about a dead person and then he committed suicide and the whole thing bummed me out. So I'm going to finish with it. So enjoy, please. We'll see you next. Oh, we're, by the way, one last thing. I know you're anxious to hear this song if you haven't already turned it off is that we're going to try to do this weekly. So we hope that you will um, subscribe to it in iTunes, in all caps. And I hope you'll tell your friends and in allcaps.com. And thank you. This is Mookie and the little one signing off. I don't want to stop recording. Oh. <laughs> I love this. I miss it. Yeah. You want to keep talking? No, I think we're going to play this song. Let's find out how Kurt Cobain. Okay. <laughs> Are we really? No. All right. Pressures of feather.